What's Up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've been following fashion innovation for the past year, it seems you can't open up Instagram or read an article without hearing about the dematerialized, and probably for good reason. The Dematerialized is a brand on a mission to create a new reality for fashion through experimentational collaborations and campaigns involving digital lifestyle assets, including digital outfits, accessories, and footwear. Recently, the company teamed up with contemporary designer Rebecca Minkoff to offer a number of fashion NFTs. They also partnered with Twig, a fintech platform and certified B corporation to allow people to exchange fashion goods for credits that can be used to shop digital assets. Here to break it down for us is Adriana Goldenberg, the head of growth and metaverse partnerships at The Dematerialized. It's an interesting conversation and it starts in just a moment. Today's podcast is sponsored by 3DM. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D. 3DM is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to level up your e-commerce site, for augmented reality, and even to walk into the metaverse. To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited3d.com. Adriano, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I'm really excited to be here. So for those who don't know, who are you and what is the Dematerialized? So I am the head of growth and metaverse partnerships, which is a very new age title along the lines of what the Dematerialized is is trying to do. So we are an experiential market space for digital goods. And essentially what that really means is that we are bringing together kind of the playground, I suppose, for Web3 fashion and gaming communities all under one roof to almost experience a new, I guess, forefront and a new you know, pathway for what fashion means in the metaverse. So from our perspective, we're really trying to almost pave the way for a new luxury market segment and enabling brands, creators, and you know users from, from all over to access trade and, and really kind of utilize digital lifestyle goods. Yeah. And so we've heard of a few other digital fashion marketplaces, but what makes the Dematerialized different, in my opinion, is that it offers a number of digital items that are available for purchase. But unlike other marketplaces, there's a number of ways a shopper can experience an item. So can you tell us about the different ways that your customers are engaging with your digital items? Yeah, we have a a really big emphasis on utility and really kind of that practical sense of how do I actually use my NFT and how do I experience that? So, you know, I suppose there's a few different ways of, of how you can look at this. There's the actual wearability side of things. So through augmented reality, try on things like Snapchat and Instagram and, you know, being able to actually wear your asset in real time. And then there's the ability to port an asset directly to an avatar. So having 
your virtual self be able to wear the the virtual goods or or being able to experience those virtual goods in an experiential platform and and being able to almost kind of interact with them in in an engaging experience and then of course we have you know utility in the sense of almost things like access so nfts can really almost be a gateway i suppose for collectors to be able to connect with new brands or or new communities in in ways they never could with you know say physical products before so from our portfolio of 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 brands that we work with and nfts that we have there's a really kind of wide range how your nfts can be used both in kind of a wearable setting um, an experiential setting as well as an access point and both for things like digital and, and kind of physical events yeah, and so this is where the word interoperability comes up, right? So you have an asset and it's sold on a platform, but then where that asset can be used or ported into, it really depends on the different infrastructures of these different systems. It's like trying to drop a JPEG into a form that only accepts PDF. So there's all these barriers right now, and what the Dematerialize does is in my mind anyways, it seems like you folks are trying to smooth out the friction of that process. Is that an accurate way to describe it? Completely. And, you know, our co-founders, Corinna Grant and Marjorie Hernandez, really founded the company to almost demystify this entire sector of NFTs and what the digital lifestyle actually is. So from the very beginning, we've already kind of put a, a huge emphasis on even things like payments. We were the first platform to offer fiat currency payments and Apple Pay and Google Pay and being able to actually acquire an NFT through being able to buy that with with regular currency. And since then, you know, we've actually been able to really kind of culminate a community of first time NFT buyers and kind of onboard new audiences within this sector as well. So in terms of being able to have that link into interoperable pathways or being able to kind of utilize the assets in different ways, our audience is also diverse in the sense that they want they want something different out of these types of experiences. And they're they're happy to take risks in new areas or, or trial new things. But that whole seamless pathway is always something that we've really tried to make available for, for our new audiences who are both well-versed in the crypto space as well as those who have never bought an NFT before and, and are really getting into, say, virtual lifestyle goods from the perspective of being curious about digital fashion or wanting you know, a, an enhanced digital experience. So for us, the idea of interoperability is much bigger than, you know, quite literally taking one file type to another. It's how do we cater to multiple different types of audiences who have different motivations for and, and interests for being in this Web3 space and working with our partners in a, in a very collaborative way to come up with new ways of, of being able to offer those different types of experiences. So yes, Long answer to, to your question, but the, the interoperable side is, is definitely something that we're very interested in pursuing. But from our perspective, we really want to push the boundaries in terms of what's, what's possible now and, and access from both events, physical and digital, too. As I understand it, one of the dematerialized co-founders, Marjorie Hernandez, who you mentioned, she created a blockchain called Luxo, which is the blockchain that the dematerialized runs on. So I'm wondering why not operate on an existing blockchain system like Ethereum? Why create your whole own blockchain? Just to put this into perspective, Luxo was created in 2018. So it was actually founded before the dematerialized and is essentially Ethereum compatible. So our position is that we're definitely not opposed to other blockchains and, and not here to, to reinvent the wheel. 
But in terms of the benefits of Luxo and why we chose them as, as partner from the beginning was that the essentially way that Luxo works is, is very user-friendly. So the notion that I was just saying about being able to cater to you know non-crypto audiences, for example, Luxo operates with what's called universal profiles. And what a universal profile is, is it's essentially a blockchain profile. And that means that when you buy an NFT, your assets are then transferred to that blockchain profile rather than a crypto wallet. So that actually is the access point for being able to allow fiat currency payments. We wanted to partner with someone who we knew was able to have that kind of easy access or easy onboarding pathway and unlock essentially the entire NFT buying pathway. Hmm. And so what is this relationship you think between avatars and online representation and then this what did you call it you said it wasn't a crypto wallet it was a a universal profile yeah a universal profile so I know it's not the same thing as an avatar but is it sort of this universe that we're creating around our online identity it seems like in web 2 we were really focused on Instagram profiles and our Facebook profiles and stuff like that and now we're adding currency into the mix and this online identity is becoming so much more well-rounded, it seems. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this is where the whole idea of the actual ownership part of NFTs comes into play. Thinking about who you are online and, well, I suppose not even online, it's who you are, full stop. And these are extensions of your identity the same way that it would be in a physical context. So, you know, that overlap that you mentioned around kind of an avatar or a a universal profile or building out what your identity is, to me, I think, and to the dematerialized, this is just an extension, a further extension and a further pathway for creative expression, as we would see in real life. So it's it's the option to enhance who you are and express who you are in ways that you never otherwise could. So the possibilities of digital fashion and digital goods are endless when there are things like no gravity and no time and no boundaries around how you can interact with things or wear things or experience things. So I would almost flip the question, I suppose, in terms of is this about digital identity or, or kind of crafting your identity and say, we're at the point now where we are able to have such wide parameters for creative expression that it's almost about you thinking well, how do I cater to the environment I'm in rather than how does this individual thing from this individual brand suit me? So much more about you being in control and having an unlimited playground for creative expression. Just to make it hit home for our audience who are brand managers and marketers and folks who work with the legacy brands, how does the Dematerialize collaborate with existing brands. And maybe you want to talk about specifically the collaboration with Rebecca Minkoff. I know that this was something that created a lot of buzz recently. She as an individual is like so forward in terms of tech. I've been on a number of clubhouse chats where she's dropped into the room and seems like she's really an innovator in adopting some of the technology. So just to make it digestible for audiences who are listening to understand, okay, how do I step into this ecosystem and how can the Dematerialize be a partner in stepping into this ecosystem? From our perspective, we are very much a, a collaborator or a co-creator. So we want to work with our partners in a, in a very creative and strategic way to think about 
how do we come up with something that is aligned with the brand's values, understands and acclimates to your current audience as well as our current community? And how do we actually come up with an idea that has intention, that has genuine utility and genuine kind of function and, and purpose? And so when we work with partners like Rebecca Minkoff, we did two launches with them. And working with someone like Rebecca is fantastic because like you say, she's very kind of forward thinking in the sense that she understands that community building in this space is, is very much about that identity piece as well. And, and being able to have assets that are of a certain quality and are in certain platforms and have the ability to be ported into different environments. So when we worked with her on the most recent collaboration, we also had a partnership with Roblox. And one of the key things as to why we did that was we actually took over, I suppose, an existing game called High Heel Lobby in Roblox, where it wasn't us trying to almost wedge Rebecca Minkoff into the Roblox universe. It was us understanding the Roblox universe and then figuring out how the brand could resonate with those audiences. So when we did that takeover, we customized things in that environment and we had Rebecca Minkoff products available for try-ons and we created this very shareable experience. So I think that was just kind of a, a summation, I suppose, of best practice in this space is coming up with ideas that are already fit within the communities of these platforms or thinking about what is the NFT that we actually want to produce that we know has the high quality that luxury brands and, and kind of at those price points is, is expected. And also, again, has that, that huge periphery experience of community engagement, as well as making it shareable and, and, and making it portable into these different environments. So yeah, working with Rebecca is, is really fun. More recently, you launched a partnership with Twig, where people can trade in real clothes for digital ones. Uh, this is a very interesting idea, and I'd love to know more about it. Yeah, so when we launched the partnership with Twig, essentially, this was, again, kind of almost a, a carryover as of actually the precursor to the Dematerialized. So Corinna Grant, our, our co-founder, had a concept store called A Hot Second in London in 2019. And essentially, you could take your physical clothes and then trade them in for digital ones. And so that was kind of the notion that we wanted to carry on with the partnership with Twig. So Twig is a sustainable payment provider where you can trade in physical items, they will value them for you, and then you get points to be able to spend on a Twig card. And we essentially, through our partnership with Twig, have now kind of closed this loop in, you can physically take your IRL clothes and then trade them in with Twig and now purchase digital ones on the Dematerialized. So we are very kind of adamant about pushing the sustainability agenda forward and circular and the idea of circular fashion. So from our perspective, this was very kind of a, a natural partnership and something really exciting in the space where, again, really emphasizes on onboarding new audiences in, in creative ways of it's very easy and accessible to trade in these clothes, get instant valuation and, and, and funds, and then, of course, be able to actually trade that in for something else. So very exciting partnership with Twig. Does the Dematerialize still consider itself a startup? Because it seems like with these new business models, with these new revenue streams, like many startups, you're building the plane as you're flying it. And I feel like this is how a lot of people in the Web3 environment feel. Did you know that people would trade something physical for something digital? How do you maneuver these different trends in consumer behavior 
and navigate what works and sort of pivot. It just seems like the dematerialize has been really good at ebbing and flowing with the market as it's shifted and it shifts very rapidly these days. So what has that experience been like as a startup? And do you consider yourself a startup to begin with? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's an interesting question. I would consider us almost like a what's the equivalent of a teen startup. So we're we're not a kid, we're we're not an adult, but we're a teen. And I, I like to think that as well, we're constantly learning. And you know, we learn from our partners, our partners learn from us, and we also do a huge amount of kind of research and analysis on market trends and what else is happening. We have a, a very lengthy benchmarking process internally that we're always on top of everything that's happening. I think from our perspective. All of us come from different backgrounds of Verena comes from visual merchandising. Marjorie has very in-depth architecture, blockchain, as well as consultancy background. I myself come from a mix between marketing and research. And, you know, the whole team has a very kind of strategic mindset. So together, we're really able to understand and identify almost the barometer of where culture is at, where the community is at, as well as where we need to be pushing towards. So from our perspective, we, like I said, we're, we're always learning, but we definitely, I would say, consider ourselves a, a leader in the space now in terms of crafting experiences that we know are going to be successful and we know will resonate with the different communities. For sure. So last couple of questions for you. What's next for the Dematerialized? We're really excited for being able to push the boundaries further from the digital physical blur, from the convergence of, of kind of cultures and communities. That's always something that's been our forte, but we're really excited to even stretch this further. And also convergence of, I suppose, disciplines and realities. So we're, we're really proud to have built a community uniting crypto natives and, and fashion curious collectors. And so by blurring these lines between physical and digital, we're just really excited to continue creating, I suppose, new definitions and, and new meanings for fashion and ways to experience it. And so any projects you want to tease? We've got some very exciting things coming out in June. And as I'm sure anyone in, in kind of the fashion space can infer, August and September around Fashion Week are going to be absolutely wild. So we, we can't divulge too much, but we've got really exciting partners and really exciting events and activations and thrifts and everything that, that we could possibly be doing within the digital space in the next couple of months. So it's gonna be a it's gonna it's gonna be a DMAT summer for sure. <laughs> awesome. And how can people follow along? So please catch us on our Discord channel, which is The Dematerialized. And in terms of kind of following us, it's uh, on Instagram, The Dematerialized, or on Twitter at just at Dematerialized. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Amanda. That was my conversation with Adriana Goldenberg, the head of growth and metaverse partnerships for The Dematerialized. What do you think about what she had to say? You can tweet us at electric underscore runway or message us on Instagram at the same handle. If you're not already subscribed to the show, what are you waiting for? Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the best audio is found. Today's podcast is sponsored by 3Dium. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D. 3Dium is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to level up your e-commerce site for augmented reality and even to walk into the metaverse. To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited3d.com. 
That's it for today's episode. And until next time, here's looking towards the future.